Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Lady Feet Pry Bars, Crate Engine Basics, Big Chevy News, and Cleaning Your Engine. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim right now on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim DeBasquale, a poster to the stars with the veteran Air Force hat on today. How you doing, man? I'm good, Bud. How are you today? <laughs> I can't believe it's December. Yeah, I know. Where oh, this year go? Yeah, I, I, I don't know where this year's gone. That's a, that's a, that's the thing about it. Yeah, it was so. about... 2,000 gallons of fuel, I think. <laughs> hey, uh, Bud, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck was the Bud's Garage Facebook post about l- last week? The Lady Feet Pry Bars? I mean, what the heck is Did that? you see those things? They're kind of cool. What, yeah, but what are they? Well, what they are, and I've never, I've used them before, but I didn't know they were called Lady Feet Pry Bars. Mm-hmm. Because they're fashioned after a lady's slipper back in the day. Okay? Okay. Because they're rounded. On the edge. Oh, I see. So if you want to pry something that you don't have much space to pry, mm-hmm. it, you can get some leverage with it, and it'll, oh, it'll, it'll pry it out. Wow. Wow. Um, oh, here's, the, here's the deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into this in just a minute. But Dan Elliott was over at my shop, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out the Mustang that I'm working on. Right. And uh, we were having some issues. I was having some issues with it. And he said, well, let me come over and take a look at things. And. And he said, you got some lady feet. And I, I said, no, my, I, you know, my feet are pretty small, but no, I don't, have, I, I, don't, I don't have any lady feet. What are you talking about? And he says, no, pry bars. And because what I got to do is I, gotta, I had to take this engine a lot apart and put a new camshaft in it. And mm-hmm. in the process, I had to take the valve train apart and all that because it had the wrong cam for a street car in it. Okay. Okay. Anyway. To put the front cover back on, you've got to push it down. It's a flat plate, basically, and it indexes into the oil pan. Not like a Chevrolet. A Chevrolet, you got to take the oil pan about off the car to get it. Mm-hmm. But you still got to have really good pressure on it to push it down, get it to pop into a couple dowels that stick out of the front blo- out of the block, and then lightly tap it up against the block so it stays there. Wow. So you got to do about four things at one time. Mm-hmm. He says you won't be able to do it without lady fingers. I went over to Complete Auto Parts and got some ladies' fingers. Fingers, ladies' fingers? Two sets, yeah. Feet, yeah. Well, if you, you stick go to ladies' fingers, you, no, you go to Dunkin' Donuts. No, they're ladies' feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, you take you take the, the pointed end of them and you yeah. stick them in the hole and you and use them you as leverage. And you pry up a little bit. Yeah, yeah okay. So, I get it. Yeah. There's no well, other way to do it. You can't beat it down and get it to go on the dowels or you mess up the gas. At what point stuff. does it make more sense to just pull the motor back? No, no. Not no, in that car. Not in that not car. In that okay. car. Okay. No, no. You know what would make sense if they had a removable uh, cross member or a section of it that was removable. Oh, right. But Some that... cars used to have that where you mm-hmm. could get at the oil pan. But back in the day when we used to put rear main seals in them, yeah. you know, you could drop the oil pan and get the, the rope seal up mm-hmm. in there. And they don't do that anymore. So, 
Do they even use those rope seals anymore? Uh, not in the new stuff. Most of the stuff is one-piece seals. So you okay. take the tranny out, mm -hmm. and you you uh, pop a seal out, and you put a new one in. See, that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. That's why they hadn't done it for 50 years, and then they figured out, okay, this makes a lot of sense. I got, I got to tell you a story. My neighbor across the street, and this was my post for this week's show, mm -hmm. has a spectacular Christmas tree lighting. Their whole house is just, you know, it's just amazing. They got it all wrapped in lights, and it's uh, kind of the Christmas vacation look, if you will. Okay. So... so I went to C.E. Joe's. Now, my, my neighbors across the street have a big horse farm, mm -hmm. right? And they've got, you know, lots of wooden fence all around, different pastures and all that stuff. So I went to, uh, to C.E. Joe's, and I get over there, and I'm talking to Tommy, and I'm explaining this, you know, this light show is across the street. It's magnificent. It's beautiful. People stop and take pictures of it and all that. I'm so, I'm so happy to... You know that they do it it just makes the holiday for us oh yeah mean, meanwhile i got my little icicle lights on the front porch you know, mm -hmm. and we're blinded when theirs come on they come on in in sequence <laughs> which is pretty cool <laughs> so i go to ce joe's i said look i need a banner that's 20 feet long by three feet wide mm -hmm. and i want it to have something to do with christmas vacation i want it to say it's a butte clark <laughs> Remember in the movie when yeah. his, his father or father, I think it's his father, who says, that's a, it's a butte, Clark. Right. Well, anyway, so I, I give that idea to, to Jody and Tommy, and they said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make something, and, and okay, uh, call me when it's done. So I go over to pick it up, the other day, and I roll it out on the floor, and it's, it's kind of a grayish color, and it's got, you know, some holiday decorations, and it's got the lights like I had in the movie, the big lights that are wrapped around the wiring. Oh, yeah. He wrapped that around the the graphics mm -hmm. and it's got the station wagon with the tree on top oh, of it geez. it is amazing i couldn't wait to get it you know to get it over to the house and put it up so i tried to plan that to do it when they weren't home of course i got caught screwing it to the fence uh, <laughs> so i bet that looks great oh it looks great yeah mm. so um check out the facebook post and you'll see it today because it, okay. it's, it's way cool and thanks to ce joe's for doing that yeah, the next time I uh, build a car for someone, the engine will not go in until I hear the run on the stand. You know, that's, that's a great idea. Well, this that's... one was supposedly dynoed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, supposedly. Yeah, well, I'll get into it on another show, but uh, we had, you know, I had to do some serious valve train geometry work, you know, and it involved math, so they're, blah, you know, how I am with math. Right. So, well, anyway. you know, it's a great argument for using a local engine builder and not someone... Well, out. yeah, this one came from out west, and out I didn't west. have any, you know, that's, that's just the way it, it happened. So. Mm -hmm. All right, so, so we got several listener questions about engine idling and cold weather, you know, that we talked about last week, and one of them said, why do semis do that if it's not good for your engine? Mr. Over-the-road trucker? Well, because we want to keep the drivers comfortable, and for years and years, the only way to keep the heat or air conditioning on was to run a diesel engine. Now, modern trucks, some of them have what they call an APU, which is a uh, generator that's attached to the truck and runs the heat and air so that you can run it while you're parked because a lot of states and, and localities do not allow engine idling, but a lot of the big companies do not put these on their trucks, and they don't care if the driver freezes to death or is well, What's an APU? What's that stand for? Uh, is it like a small generator? Yeah, it's a small generator. Okay. It's in a box underneath the cab. Oh, okay. And it runs off of diesel fuel, off the same fuel as the tank. But mm -hmm. 
you know, if you're if you're in 110 degree weather out west, or if you're in below zero weather, yeah, you you got to keep comfortable. Warm. Yeah, you know. And the other thing is, in extremely cold temperatures, you do not want to shut that diesel engine no, off. No fuel will chill. It, it it might not start back up. Yeah, again. then you so got a problem. You, you know. So that's the answer to that question. Well, okay. Well, uh, somebody wanted to know about a. Uh, hybrid advantages over, advantages over EVs, a carbon footprint. And I'm going to try to explain that a little later in the show. Because we mentioned 90 to 1 hybrids for every one EV. Right. was a formula we got from Toyota. And we're going to, we're going to go into that a little bit later. Okay, so, well, there's, I've got a lot to say about that. Good. <laughs> Meanwhile, Christmas car giveaway, Oakwood Tire and more. Okay. Uh, it's happening on the 19th. You need to get your, your submissions in. Mm-hmm. Um, for people you think could use this car and right. get them by for a year and uh, get that over to Oakwood Tire and more. And you can also donate to help them out with getting the car ready to give away. Okay. If you are restoring an American Performance Classic, where are you going? Well, you're going to the Muscle Car Experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast. So that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN. Click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience. Or you can go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you want. Brought to you by the great muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. And might I add, you can get crate engines from them that have warranties on them. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Always here. Always local. Yeah. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by all three locations of Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. Well, Tim, our next guest, no stranger to the organization here, and this would be Nick Henderson from American Resto Mods. And Nick recently went to the SEMA show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he was our eyes on the ground without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Eyes, in, eyes on the ground and feet on the ground. Right. And uh, Yeah, I hope his eyes weren't on the ground. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Well, anyway, Nick, welcome into Bud's Hey, Nick. <laughs> hey. hey, your eyes are a little bit everywhere there. There's so much to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get in the hat... How long have you been in American Restomots? Before Frank, right? I was there before Frank. I've been there since 2009, so it's about almost 15 years. 15 years. Oh, wow. Wow. What, what was your background before you were working there? Well, I worked at another uh, restoration shop called Flashback before that for about five years. Okay. So I've been doing restorations for about 20 years. Wow. Right. So how have you seen the restoration world change? I mean, for 20 years, we didn't have all these chassis kits and that back in the day. Yeah, back then there was uh, no LSs and stuff early, in the early days. I mean, it was just getting fresh when I was still at Flashback. And, uh, but it was all small block Chevy, small block forward, stuff like that, and hot rods and everything still. And at Flashback, we did a little more of traditional restorations like uh more back to factory specs compared to what we do at resto mods yeah well but that whole field has changed because a lot of times it's not worth 
Man, it's it's not worth trying to resurrect some of the older cars and get slide a chassis under them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're putting old technology back together. I mean, why not make it more drivable nowadays? Yeah, right. Okay, so the SEMA show for the uninitiated is a specialty equipment manufacturers association. It's most of the it's the aftermarket stuff. The, mm-hmm. the it's some of it's glitzy, some of it's performance, and I guess that's the the attraction of the SEMA show. It used to be just for businesses. That has changed over the years and changes the, the show somewhat. But tell us some of the things that you saw over the sh- you know at the show and how, how many times you go to the SEMA show. How many times you been there? I've been going since 2019. Oh wow! 2020, yeah. since the world stopped, they didn't do it. Right. But every other year since 2019, I've been. And uh, I mean, it's anything automotive related. Like I wandered into a. I think my first year, I wandered into a. A booth that was just wheel weights. Wheel weights? Just wheel weights. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, so That's it's like literally anything and everything that goes on a car, you will find some sort of vendor or manufacturer there with a booth selling their product. Well, you, you bring up wheel <laughs> weights. Wheels have changed a ton over the years. Yeah. And you don't want to take a, you know, a $3,500 wheel, and there is such a thing, and, you know, hammer a weight onto it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's so overwhelming that you can just get lost. And like I said, you'll just wander into a booth and you don't even know why you're there. But it's still neat to look at. So so when you go, do you, do you map it out, what you're going to look at in each individual day just to, you know, so it's less stressful on you? Well, SEMA has an app that you can actually plot out. Like you can put the booths that you want to go to specifically and they will make you a map in the app. And then you can follow that map specifically. So usually day one, I will go through my map yeah. And then the other days, I'll just kind of roam freely. How many days do you normally stay? This year, I only went to SEMA for two days, but I was at in Vegas for four days. Oh, okay. Because, Funny how that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, I go on Mondays because SEMA is from Tuesday to Friday. Well, I go on Mondays because I always go to the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. And that's on Monday night. That's a, a separate ceremony. So what are the products that really caught your eye at this year's SEMA? This year, I didn't really go with much intent other than just to wander around and attend the world's greatest car show. But uh, usually all the, uh, anything that would make my job easier or faster or mm-hmm. increase production. Like, so I'm always into like the sanding blocks and paint guns and anything body shop related. Right. What are some, some of the things that, that saw that kind of blew you away that's available now in the body shop end of things? Well, I mean, just the new, the new tech, the new equipment, like, uh. There's some new uh, sanding blocks out now that I have a few of, but I always like to get a feel for them and everything like that before I actually make the purchase because some of those things have gotten pretty expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, nothing in particular exactly. Like like I said, I went this year with just just wanting to attend the show and look at things, and then I always go to get ideas for new builds at the shop or whatever sure. and, like, all the custom stuff that, like, people are doing now at other shops and everything because you get... You'll go to, like, see a Ring Brothers car or, like, the Miranda-built cars. Right. They're just a whole other level of build. So I always like to kind of see what they're doing now. What 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 if they changed in sanding blocks? I mean, I, I'm, you well, know, I'm but thinking. Speaking of that, that was my question was going to be, have you experienced any of this mesh-type sandpaper? Well, I've used it on drywall. Yeah, I've used some of it. I'm not real into all that stuff yet. Uh, They make acrylic blocks now that are extremely flexible, 
but make everything laser straight. Mm-hmm. But they're very expensive. And I've bought a few. And uh, they're, you like to kind of get a feel for them on, the, on, a, on a panel. On a service, you yeah. Can, you can, like, at SEMA, you can actually test everything. So usually if there's a vendor there for that product, they have, like, a fender that you can use the block on and just kind of get a feel for it and see how you like it. Now, it, is the block something you attach paper to or it is the paper, it is the grit? You attach the paper to it. Okay. How about these these products that they sell that you know are they're a combination block and the grit? Uh, I've never used one of those yet. Typically, I like to be able to put my own paper on the different blocks because we go through so many different stages. Okay. Grit, one eighty grit, three twenty grit. So you start buying a, a certain block for each. Yeah, I could get. Yeah, I didn't think about it that. Pretty expensive. Yeah, go from eighty quick. grit to eight thousand. You know. Yeah, but typically yeah. we'll have a block specifically for some of those grits, but. And then some blocks you want to be a little more flexible and stuff like that than others. Some you want rigid, some you want real flexible, depending on the shape of the panel you're working on. So what have you guys got going on in the shop right now? You, you know, the, the the cool thing about your shop, let me brag on you all for a minute, is you got guys of different age groups in the shop. You got some guys there who can still set, you know, set points and check dwell and things like that. And then you got the LS guys and... Never heard of that stuff, so yeah. that, that's pretty cool. Well, what you got going on in the shop? Uh, we got me specifically. I'm working on a '69 Camaro that's got a 900 horsepower supercharged LS in it that's getting ready for paint, and then we have a tube chassis LS powered '62 Corvette. So wow, those are pretty neat. That chassis is awesome. By yeah. the way, I I I put put hands on that chassis. That is that is amazing with electric brakes on it. Yeah. That is that is electric so cool. brakes. Yep, Get comes out. with the package. Yep. Wow. Yep. You basically buy the entire package and set the body on it. I mean, it's a little more involved, but for the yeah. most part. Well, it, and the nice thing about it is that chassis is up inside the body, so you almost got side guard beams. Yeah. Uh, where where <laughs> they never even thought of that back in the day. Yep. You can uh, actually we've had that chassis on the with the body on it on a two-post lift, and you can still open the doors perfectly. Usually you can't do that. Oh, no, no, not on the Corvette, no, no. You can't do that normally, but that thing, you can open the doors perfectly, so that thing is solid. It does not budge. How can folks learn more about what you guys do over at the shop? Because it's amazing, especially the, the paint paint the, the paint finishes that you turn out. Uh, but how can folks learn more about that and see some of these pictures of these cars? Because that, that gets them a, an idea for the scope of what you do. Yeah, American Resto Mods on Facebook and Instagram for the main places. Or come by the shop and check them out in person. Come by the shop. Yeah. Any Anything you need to tell us about Frank while he's not here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, keeping those secrets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like my job. <laughs> you can spend those at another time. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate you taking the time to come in and, and do this um, and hope you uh, have a great holiday, well, uh, great Christmas, too. great New Year's. And all the guys out at the shop, um, because you do a great job. And uh, we'll be by to visit you with some swag. You know, we're, we're not above bribery. So we, we appreciate you taking the time to come in and do this. And, uh, you know, uh, you're welcome anytime. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Nick Henderson, uh, refinisher extraordinaire, painter extraordinaire from American Resto Mods. Uh, we'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 FM 102.9. WDUN. Always here and always local.
Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More, and all three locations of Complete Auto Parts, Cornelia, Clarksville, and Gainesville. Shop garage or driveway, we have the parts, tires, and professional advice to help you get the job done right. Okay, so Tim, during the week, I was over at Hardy Chevrolet, you know what they got? What have they got now? They have got lots of inventory, lots of service trucks. If you got a business Mm -hmm. and you need that tax break... Oh, yeah. You know, you go to get, our... get the ones that are on the lot. You don't have enough time to order one. Right. Get, get the ones that are on the lot and get a deal on it and see our buddy. David Hornsby. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you, I have bought three vehicles from David Hornsby over the years, and he will go to the wall to get you every factory discount that he can and make a deal that you can live with. Yeah, and not only that, he's got all these vendors that, that you know, make you know, the truck make the truck the way and, you want it. Right, exactly. So you don't have to say, oh, I'll take that and then I'll modify it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll make cabinets. No. No, they can do it, work it go. right into the financing, yep. and you yep. are good to yep. go. And it's a great time to make an appointment to get your medium-duty uh, truck serviced or repaired. You know, a lot of folks just kind of take off between the the weeks of Christmas and New Year's because yeah. I mean, it's tough to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got different hours, so it's... You know, it's not a it's not a bad idea to do that, and it's not also not a bad idea for your daily driver if you have a you know backup vehicle in the family, right? The one that you use all the time, mm-hmm. take it in and get it serviced, and you know it does, doesn't cut into your schedule that way, right? So, call them for an appointment. Now, I have got you know I never know what day it is, what year it is, what you know because of all this research I do online. That's my excuse anyway. So uh, the the January edition I got. Of Motor Trend. Which 20, you got that back in July? 2024. No, actually, <laughs> I got it a couple of weeks ago. But uh, but here's great news for Chevrolet. Uh, they named the EV Blazer the 2024 SUV of the year. Wow, that is huge. Well, remember when we talked about the Blazer when it first came out, the redesigned one? Mm-hmm. We said it looks a little bit like a Corvette on the front. Right. And it looks a little bit sporty from mm-hmm. the back. I did not realize that that car, that SUV, because uh, the, the Motor Trend SUV of the year, they had 40 car or 40 SUVs that entered. 31 of them, you know, actually qualified to be in the, the final cut for various reasons. You yeah. know, some of them were prototypes. Some of them, you know, they couldn't drive on public roads because mm-hmm. they didn't have a, a VIN number and stuff. And anyway, uh, you can read the article in, uh, in Motor Trend. Uh, it's very in-depth, I will say that. But I did not realize that the Blazer has the same wheelbase as the Tahoe. Oh, really? Which makes it ride great. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have the body overhangs. Okay. And it's it's a little bit wider than the Corvette. Mm-hmm. And the EV version is two inches lower. Wow. But it still has enough ground clearance, and it uses the Ultium platform. Mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to talk about the Ultium platform we, uh, for just a little bit. I, they're using it on all their vehicles now, all their electric vehicles. And I do not see any mention in the, any of these articles that I read that Chevrolet is going to get into the hybrid business. They, right. What they're doing is they're going internal combustion or electric. Mm-hmm. Which would you like? Right. And maybe, you know, maybe they win in the end. I don't know. Well. Uh, because they're, they're, they're offering it both ways. You can get a regular Blazer with an internal combustion engine in it. Sure. Or the Ultium platform. But the Ultium platform being down low, mm-hmm. they said, makes this thing really ride good and handle. And the SS version is actually going to, I think, no, I'm sorry. The EV version is two inches lower than the regular, the internal combustion okay. engine. And uh, 
But like I say, they, they've made it up with the Ultium platform. They don't have as much stuff hanging under the truck, so you mm. don't have ground clearance. Problems. Now, does that have an all-wheel drive yes. option? Yes. Wow. Sure does. And uh, a lot of the SUVs now, are that's pretty much standard. Is, really? Is all-wheel drive. Uh, well, on the Ultium platform, it's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just you put know, another motor. You put another motor into the chassis. But I, I was thinking about it. I wish that with all this wrangling that's gone on with all the EVs. Yeah. And, you know, who's paying for all the wrangling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish they, they would have had a consortium of the three, the big three, mm -hmm. and all agreed on a platform like the Ultium. Right. Because that way, whether you had a Ford, uh, a Stellantis, or a Chevrolet, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody would be working on the same on the same stuff. same thing right. it's hard on the technicians sure. it's hard on the shops mm -hmm. and i know the gm has you know gotten together with ford like on the 10 speed transmission and right. stuff like that you know why not you know why not work why together? not agree on one thing yeah, absolutely so that's that's my thought about it anyway but another uh contender for the award was the 2024 chevy Trax. And Why would that be? Well, because they redesigned it, mm -hmm. and uh, it fit right into the category. Okay. So, um, you know, that that's pretty cool to have two vehicles that are in contention for the yeah, SUV of the, uh, of the year. And I think that the price points now, the, the Chevy Trax is under 30 grand. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Blazer, you can tickle mid-60s if you really, you know, jazz it up. And I just think that's going to be the next challenge for all the, the manufacturers is the price point. The price point, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know where we're going with that, uh, but I think it's going to be like big screen televisions. Didn't you tell me you bought a big screen television for Unbelievable. $39.95 or something like that? $589. I couldn't believe it. But it's as big as a door in the shop it's, here. It's like sitting in a theater. <laughs> you know, it's uh, unbelievable. And... It's not been that long ago when I saw those TVs and they were three thousand dollars. Yeah, and all of a sudden now, five hundred and eighty nine. I saw that there there's a smart ring out on the market now. A smart ring. Yeah, I mean like your smart watch. They've uh -huh. combined all that into a ring now. Into a ring, so that your you can put that wedding band on and your wife has access to everything on you. Via I hadn't your, thought of all that. I really hadn't thought of all that. But yeah, I, a I regular guess, ring will do that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Bill. Uh, but stop over and see the great folks at Hardy Chevrolet. They've got s such great stuff. I was not able to get a hold of Mike soon enough to find out when the, the first EV Blazer is coming in. Uh, but, I, boy, it's definitely worth a look. And the range is going to be in the mid-200s. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that uh, in... in uh, upcoming shows about range anxiety and mm -hmm. uh, daily commutes. Uh, I found out when I was driving an all-electric vehicle years ago when I was uh, teaching high school, uh, I found out that, you know, a lot of people think they drive a lot longer than they do miles-wise because right. they sit in traffic so much. Exactly. So you, you might have a 25-mile drive. Mm, it may take you an hour and a half right. because you're sitting still so much. Mm -hmm. But we make a lot of the range anxiety and well, now, is Chevrolet still building the Malibu? I don't know. I, I wonder if they have any cars actually besides the Corvette left in their uh, stable. I think well, they're still doing the Malibu, but the Malibu is now like a small sedan. It's no longer the four-door 
family thing. It's like a two-door now. It's a small really? car. Oh, oh, really? When I was when I was in the market for another one, oh, okay. that's what they told me. You know, don't do that because it's a lot smaller than what you're used to. Your, wow. your last Malibu. So that was only a couple of years ago. When you had your other Malibu. Yes. We we could do an entire show about your your former Malibu. May it rest in it, peace. It owed you nothing. It did <laughs> a- not. Absolutely nothing. Um, one thing that Hardy Chevrolet has done, though, have they and they, and they have sent their selected technicians to EV training. So when these things come out, they'll be up and running on how to fix them, how to diagnose them. And as we've talked about on, on other shows, you know, a lot of this can be done over, uh, over the Internet now. You can get the information you need, but these guys are going to have the tools and the training to work on the EVs right from the get-go. Oh, good. Well, that's... <laughs> That's a big help. That's the that's the missing link in all that, of this. Right, right. Trying to get these guys up to speed and gals up to speed. So, and I think that's something we're going to discuss later on in the show. Yep. About the uh, EV reliability. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to see. I also, it, uh, it, I was interested in one thing. They they haven't tested the Altium platform for crashes yet. I oh, thought really? that I thought that would have been a done deal. You would have thought they would have had to. Well. There's your homework. Okay. You're going to find out about the Malibu, and you're going to find out about EV testing on the Altium platform. Okay. But, you know, technology-wise, I think it's going to uh, be a, you know, a shot way into the future for, yes. for sure. Absolutely. All right. So check out the inventory, uh, the great deals, the great family that we know as Hardy Chevrolet 2115 Browns Bridge Road. And remember what Charles Hardy always said. Well, remember, friends, for goodness sakes, if you're going to do it, let's do it with the Hardy Boys. We love you, and we need you. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 515 FM 102.9 WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back in to Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Nationally backed CarQuest branded parts and the best national tire brands to keep you rolling down the highway. Tim, maybe, just maybe, if you have a few sunny days during the next few weeks, you know, during the holidays. Yeah. And you're looking for something to do. Mm -hmm. How about cleaning your engine and seeing what's under that lump of muck that you, uh, that powers your vehicle? Yeah. You know, bud, when you sent me this, I I started looking at it. (laughs) Yeah, this might be how you do a new car, but... Growing up in West Virginia, I mean, if we're going to clean our engine, the first thing we did was get a putty knife. Right, right, right. I see where you're going with this. Just scrape all the crud. I I think you're right. This article was talking about how to maintain the the cleanliness of a fairly new engine. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Because there's a a few things. There's no mention here about gunk and a pressure washer. Well, for good reason. Mm. Or or purple power. Right. Uh, Because... Uh, here's what happens. First of all, if you're going to clean your engine, you, you need to dry clean it, then wash it, and then make sure oh, that oh, you oh. dry, dry it What's dry cleaning? Well, I hadn't considered dry cleaning before. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me go through the, the, the process here, and we'll... Here's the things you need. You need a garden hose with a spray adapter, not a pressure washer. Because okay. pressure washer, even at the car wash can get water into places you don't necessarily need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, microfiber towels, cleaning wipes, spray bottle filled with soapy water, not just detergent or, like I said, purple stuff. You need to go to Complete Auto Parts and get some of the AIM products that are pH tested mm-hmm. to not hurt your paint and your aluminum and your plastic 
that's in the engine compartment. Okay. So th this is a little more. This a little more. This is a little more than the West Virginia clean uh, that uh. you were talking about, right? Uh, detailing brushes, trim restorers, some kind of uh, uh, you know McGuire's or something to put mm. back on. Plastic garbage bag, uh, cleaning socket, uh, a cleaning socket, cleaning sponge, and a socket set. Okay. Okay. Let's start with the socket set. First thing you want to do is take your battery out of the picture. It needs to be out of the engine compartment. And in a lot of cars, it's not in the engine compartment anyway. Right. On the new stuff. Why would you do that? Because you don't want to get water, in, you know, going in. If you've got a battery, even a, a maintenance-free battery, you don't want water getting into the vents and stuff or cleaners because it can screw up the battery. Oh, okay. However, right. when you pull the battery out, it can also wipe out a lot of memory <laughs> yeah. in your car. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a... Maybe uh, you could... Put some kind of plastic bag over there. Well, here, here's the deal. You, uh, no, no, get no. the battery out of there. That's a good time okay. to clean the cables and everything. Else. Oh yeah, it is. But it is. again, and the on battery a, tray. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So set the part, uh, set the vehicle on level ground. Don't do this in the sun. Engage the parking brake and open the hood. Well, that's good. Um, next, you take the battery out. All right. Mm. Now, what you do first is you grab a vacuum and a detailing brush mm. and you brush. The loose dirt stuff off and the leaves. The leaves and, and all that. And you get, get that out there. with a shop vac. Right. Because okay. if you get it wet, you can't get it out. Uh -huh. You know, it's a mess. So th that's a good thing. You know, dry, yeah. dry clean as much as you can. It'll save you. Then you cover the engine with a trash bag mm -hmm. and you wash the bottom of the hood. Okay. And the right. engine compartment. Yeah. Now you cover the engine because you don't, you don't want, want to get water. You don't want to get stuff on the, you know, where the coils are and all that kind of thing. Right. I would also suggest that you take the the plastic cover off of the engine if you're going to mm -hmm. clean it. There's a lot of stuff that gets underneath those covers. Okay. Um, then you cover the engine and, you, and uh, you know, you wash the, the engine compartment. Then you clean the engine, all right? I would, uh, I would take the wet cover off the engine, obviously, that you just had on there. But I would go as far as to go to complete and get a bag for your car where the painters use these. It's a, it's a big, you know, clear piece of plastic Mm -hmm. put it over the car, the fenders and stuff like that, and the windshield, oh, oh, all yeah. those areas, okay. anything that's got finish on it. Right. And So you don't spew anything right. up and, onto and the you, finish. And yeah. you, cut out, you cut out the part where your engine is, okay. and it protects your finish. Okay. So that's what you I would do. You just turned this into a weekend project. I know, you know? I know. As, as the farther I got into it, I thought, oh, maybe that's, you know. <laughs> anyway, you, you clean it with the proper stuff, and like I say, if it's really dirty, you know, you got to do some scraping and stuff ahead mm -hmm. of time. Uh, but I, I want to emphasize, this is more for maintaining a newer car. A newer car. And right. a lot of the newer cars have covers and stuff under the engine, so they don't get a lot of gunk on mm -hmm. uh, I was working, you know, I was doing some stuff on, on our uh, Escape, and Bill's was the same way. I was doing something on his, I don't remember what it was. But underneath, there's a complete pan for oh, aerody right. aerodynamics and stuff. Right. When I dropped it off, I know what it was. That, that car used to be my car. And, mm -hmm. and I, when I changed oil, I remember dropping it off and the engine looked brand new, like it had just been set in. Yeah. So, anyway, after you get done with all of that, take a leaf blower, battery-powered leaf blower, mm -hmm. and just kind of dry everything off. Don't okay. get out 150 pounds of air and blow it, you know, all over it. and blow the water into the connectors and things like mm -hmm. that. And then detail it. You know, use the stuff uh, for the rubber hoses, the stuff for the plastic cover. Right. Microfiber towel. Microfiber yeah. towels, yeah. Clean. That's what my Harley mechanic explained this to me once about the pressure washer. He said those seals, Tim, are meant to hold back 
50 pounds of oil pressure, yeah, not 3,000 pounds of water coming the other way. If I way. was going to use a pressure washer of any kind, I'd use a battery-powered one. I've got one mm-hmm. that, you know, it's a handheld deal, and yeah. it's not a lot of pressure. Yeah. But it does a nice job of cleaning. I use it to touch up the siding on the house sometimes, okay. you know, without getting out the, the big pressure washer. But to your point, you know, it, it is a lot easier to maintain the cleanliness Absolutely. of an engine. Don't do it at the car wash. Right. Right. I right. love the car wash, but not for this. And you may want to get a Tyvek suit and some safety glasses, too. Oh, no. But yeah, let me tell you, <laughs> I've cleaned some engines when, when I got done. Whew. That's a brand new shirt. I just bought it <laughs> yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. and now you've got <laughs> junk all over it. All right, all right. Let's talk about report cards. You remember getting report cards? Oh, yeah. Or not wanting to get report cards, mm. as the case may be. Uh, let's talk about the shocking report, uh, pun intended, uh, report card of electric vehicles earn a shocking report card for reliability. Shocking, yes. Okay, give it to us. Give us the stats, if you would. EVs from the past three model years suffered a whopping 79% more problems than conventional cars. The most common problems reported had to do with electric drive motors and batteries. Mm -hmm. Charging was also an issue. Well, and you do have to understand that this is new technology and there is a lot of wiring and coming out of the pandemic and the chip shortage and all of the things that happened you can understand that there could be some issues you would have hoped that they would have gotten them straightened out well you got to understand this is based on statistics so when you when you compare 79 percent of the vehicles Electric vehicles, electric vehicles compared to 79% of internal combustion right. engines, it would be much different numbers because, you know, if you're selling millions of them, the percentage doesn't hurt as bad. Oh, yeah, right. So, right. you know, that's something you want to think about. Hybrid vehicles had 26% fewer problems than conventional vehicles. See? There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm screaming. But, you know, uh, the engineer here at the station, Sandy, had a... 2006 escape hybrid when mm-hmm. it was a square square yeah, box yeah yeah so it was actually one of the first hybrids on the market it's well it's been out for a while like the prius yeah you know they've they've got the they've got the the, the little quirks you know ironed out mm-hmm. now the plug-in hybrids uh, not as much uh, the plug-in hybrids are notching up 146 percent more issues but then again it took me almost a year to get my plug-in hybrid right so there's not as many of them out there. Well, that's a much more complex system. Well, because you got two batteries. Right. You got the you got the one that runs the car when you first jump in, or, or depending on how you set it, like the uh, you know like the Jeep 4XE or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have the hybrid kick in later when you're in the woods, so it doesn't make noise and all that kind of stuff. But I thought it was pretty interesting stuff. That was anyway. very interesting. All right, all right. Just uh, you know, if you're looking to convert the looks of your classic muscle car where well, are you going you're going to the muscle car experts at year one in cornelia Georgia. almost said Bradleton, <laughs> I know, didn't you? I yeah did. yeah yeah i did i'm still on the old but at any rate they provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information you can go to access wdun click the links at the buttons and listen to the show at your convenience or Go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you like. Brought to you by the great folks, muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. You got that? Yeah. Right on, 
right on the hit the nail on the head in Cornelia, Georgia. And, and let me remind you, all this stuff we're talking about to clean your engine. Yeah. Yeah, complete auto parts, three locations. Yeah, they got it all. Yeah, and they are in Cornelia, Clarksville, and Gainesville. Right. Yeah. So you could go to year one and go to complete auto parts yeah. in one trip. And if you're in West Virginia, you may want to, you know, instead of cleaning the engine, you may just want to yank it out and get you an engine from year one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I read through the, the process, I thought, you know, it'd be easier to buy another engine. Yeah, just right. Set it in the car. It's, a, no, it's a little bit different on, on the new cars and the mm. price of engines and things like that, but... Uh, it did cross my mind. So, all right, next time I won't suggest all that work. Well, <clears throat> there's not many new cars that I've kept that way, but the Challenger would have had it. I would hope I that would. you keep the tractor that way. Oh. Because that's easy to do. With a pressure washer. All right. <laughs> all right, remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Always here, always local. Have a great week.